there. Welcome to Crazy Good God Podcast. And thanks for listening. I'm Nancy Teague, and I love sharing with you about my discoveries of how crazy good God really is. And if these messages are stirring you to like, is there more? I want more. Please share these podcasts. For information about Crazy Good God, go to www.crazygoodgod.org. By Jesus coming to earth as the Son of Man, he showed the fullness of who he was, fully God and fully man. And it's a big deal to them and to us, whether we know it or not. In the previous episode, number 11, I listed 40 dynamics that Jesus, in his incarnation, brought to earth. No doubt there are more. I just haven't seen them yet. Today, let's look at three of the dynamics, unseen, inclusion, and rejection. The incarnation made the unseen God seeable, knowable, relatable. The incarnation showed the mystery of inclusion of all mankind. And the incarnation was rejection magnified. It took me over 10 years to begin to see amazing truths about the pure gospel, the Trinity, our value. It was a mystery waiting to be revealed. Over those years, I would listen, re-listen, read, re-read things about God that were bigger and better than I had understood since a little girl. Something wondrous was beckoning, and I was encountering and experiencing woes. Now, many of you may feel similarly if you've been a regular listener or been on a similar journey. My hope, over time, light bulbs will come on inside of you, and you will go, whoa, or wow, like I have. And some will go, but I don't know about that. Well, that's not right. Well, I get that. You should have seen all my butts over those 10 years. So Jesus showed us the unseen God. Have you ever heard that preached? Ever considered that? I hadn't. John 1.18, no one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, who is in the bosom of the Father, He has declared him. Only begotten in the Greek means one and only, literally, one of a kind, one of a class. Bosom in the Greek is properly the upper part of the chest where a garment naturally folded to form a pocket, and that's called the bosom. It's the position synonymous with intimacy, with union. I mean, just picture that. It's near the heart. It's protected. It's precious. And you won't ever lose it because it's so close to you and treasured. Now, Jesus declared this unseen God. And declared in the Greek means to show the way, unfold, narrate, lead out completely. That is, explain in a way that clarifies what has priority. Ever heard messages on these words of Jesus? If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. 
I only do what I see the Father doing. I only speak what I hear the Father say. I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. The Father and I are one. Do Jesus' statements support the God is distant tradition? Talk about close connection. I mean, it occurred to me they're like the dynamic duo. If you would have seen Jesus walking around back then, it was as if God was walking around on earth and interacting with people. Did they get that back then? No. Do we get it? Pretty much not. (laughs) And then when Jesus spoke, the Father was also speaking, telling Jesus what to say. It's like their hearts were one. Their mission was one. In Hebrews 1, 1 through 3, God has spoken by the prophets, but now spoken to us by his Son. God appointed him heir of all things. Through the Son, God made the worlds. God's Son is the brightness of his glory and the express image of his nature, his real being, his substance. Think about this. Seeable, touchable, face-to-face, interactable, eating together, and apply that to God's nature He is relatable and wants to relate. Colossians 2, verses 9 and 10. For in Jesus dwells all the fullness, all the completion of the Godhead bodily. And moreover, indeed, you are complete in him. What do they see that we don't see? Let's consider. We've been taught God is distant. And many of us believe that and did things to get closer. But these verses say otherwise. Surely God and Jesus are not lying. So this must mean we have been deluded, deceived, duped. Not on purpose, but it's just mankind cannot grasp the wonder and the beauty and the love that the Godhead has for all people. And the biggest proof of man's inclusion is the incarnation. Visible Jesus, fully man, fully God, expressing our inclusion, man and God together, one. Religion bases inclusion on something we do to get included. And it's almost like this competition of Jesus versus do. Jesus' final completion of inclusion came about through his ascension. Here's Jesus' words to Mary when she was shocked to see him outside the tomb. Mary, stop clinging to me. Go tell my brethren, my family, I am ascending to my father and you all's father. It's plural. The you is plural. John 20, 17. Why didn't Jesus want Mary to cling to him? Wasn't her tight hug an expression of ecstatic joy and gratitude and love and need? Yes, but Jesus hadn't fully accomplished his restoration of mankind. It's like Jesus is saying, Mary, don't hold me back. 
I'm not yet everything I'm meant to be and accomplish for you, for all my beloved mankind. I still have to ascend. I have to go to our Father, where we all are meant to be always. Ephesians 4, verses 10 and 8. He who descended is also the one who ascended far above the heavens, that he might fill all things. When he ascended on high, he led captivity captive. Who are the captive? All of us. All of mankind has been held captive in lies and delusion and ignorance. Gosh, did they say the sinner's prayer? He just led them captive. Ephesians 2, 4-6, through because of his great love, raised us up together, made us sit together in the heavenlies in Christ Jesus. What a mystery. We are ascended. That like makes my brain want to explode, even trying to figure that out. And it's only understood by revelation. So bring it on, Holy Spirit. Finally, rejection. Incarnation fills rejection, and rejection fills incarnation. I'm going to repeat that. Incarnation fills rejection, and rejection fills incarnation. We've all experienced rejection. Rejection hurts. Some rejection is devastating in lives affects identity and value, affects relationships, and steals the fullness God has for us. A couple of months ago, I heard C. Baxter Kruger, a theologian, author, even patented fishing lures, say, quote, Jesus came because of rejection. I'd never thought of that. So much pondering ensued, and here are my thoughts. One beautiful characteristic of God is acceptance, inclusion, not rejection. They are all about connecting. That's what Jesus showed us. And the Father showed us through Jesus when he walked on earth. And we came from this connecting. Adam and Eve believed a lie. God was withholding from them. Consequently, they were deceived and rejected their maker. They also believed God had rejected them. When we are rejected, we turn away, we turn inward, and they turned away from God. They even hid. And all they saw was their nakedness. God did not see that. Remember, God was looking for them to connect. And rejection has flowed ever since. Jesus came because man rejected God because the fall caused a turning away. The Godhead knew man misunderstood who God really was and who they made them to be, made in their image and likeness. Jesus also came because man thought God rejected them. Colossians 1.21 In our minds, we thought We were enemies of God. I'm going to repeat that. In our minds, we thought we were enemies of God. We were deluded. Jesus took on all our rejections. 
John 16, 32, 33. All have deserted me, but I am not alone. Father, you are with me. Romans 8, 3. God sent Jesus in the likeness of sinful flesh so he could condemn sin and rejection in the flesh. Now note, God did not condemn man. It said he condemned sin. Remember the meaning of sin in the Greek? It means empty, to be without substance, to have no form. 2 Corinthians 5.21 He made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, to be rejection, magnified. Why would he do that? The verse goes on to say that we become the righteousness of God in him a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Think of the sorrow and grief connected to rejection. He felt it all. Jesus' body actually became rejection, the rejection of man and by man. And the ultimate rejection by man was murder. Jesus knows rejection. He experienced it for us. He took it for us. And he's in you. And if you have dealt with rejection, big or small, ask him to take that pain, that loss, that betrayal. Let him show you that he feels your hurt and let him comfort you. Ask him to displace that pain, that sorrow, that grief, those losses with his delight and desire for you. Know this, God is acceptance. God is never rejection. Through the mystery of the incarnation, unseen became seeable, inclusion walked on earth, rejection magnified and murdered. Once for all, the Godhead, the Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit have always accepted and wanted you. Be happy and free. That is crazy good news. Until next Wednesday, bliss to you and never forget, God is absolutely crazy about you.